0: Hey, everybody. We're here on HPC Outreach Podcast. Uh, I'm Roger Hart. I'm here with Chelsea Strodoff and Carmen Mayanu.
1: You got it right. Did I I
0: get that right? Awesome. I love that name. (laughs) Um, Chelsea Strodoff is director of Linus and the Lamb. Yes. In Garrison, New York and here in Fall River, Mm -hmm. um, which is our newest uh, or her newest. Women and Children's Home that they just established Yes. within the last, what, year? Six months. Six months ago. Awesome. And Carmen Meanu is...
1: We can stick with Carmen.
0: Carmen. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we'll stick with Carmen. <laughs> Tell us a quick, uh, like, who you are. Well, I'll introduce you as you're, you're part of the missions team. I guess I shouldn't introduce myself. I'm Roger Hart. I'm, der- I'm the, the head of missions here at His Providence Church. So and uh, Carmen is a part of the team, the team of 10. We have a team of 10 here at HPC, and we, we support 10 ministries um, specifically through HPC. Um, and I said it on our first podcast, and if you don't know, if you're new to HPC, um, 15% of all ties in offerings goes straight to outreach and missions, whether that be here in our local community or overseas uh, in places like Mexico, Indonesia, Africa. Um, yeah. So Carmen's a part of that team and just got back from a super exciting trip that I'm very, very excited uh, for everyone to hear about. But let's start first with Chelsea. If you could share about what you do, what Lioness in the Lamb is, and uh, yeah, just sure. introduce us a bit.
2: So Hoving Home, which is like our overarching organization, uh, be- came into existence in 1967, I believe. So it was quite a long time ago, they founded a women's program. And in 2019, we introduced the women and children's division, which works awesome. with women uh, who are pregnant or have um, we try to stay within up to two children, up to five years old, but we definitely have gone outside those parameters uh, that are struggling with any life controlling issues. So predominantly substance use, but it it definitely varies. Uh, domestic violence, mental health issues, um, really anything life controlling that uh, inhibits them from being the mother that God has called them to be. And so yeah. the home through like a safe and loving, stable environment seeks to equip them first in their relationship with Christ, um, healing. Um, just being trauma-informed and helping them understand why they've made some of the choices they've made, and then through equipping them with understanding on how to be a healthy, godly mother, Mm -hmm. um, how to put their child, you know, them first, but their child essentially is their first ministry, and teaching them the importance of that, and that God has entrusted them with this life or lives, and um, how to best steward that according to his word, um, so, so that's that's essentially what we do and who we are. And we do have, like you mentioned, two locations. One, the original one opened in 2019, Garrison, New York. And then we have opened in April of this year, the one in Fall River, Massachusetts. And we're pretty small. So our model is pretty pretty small in comparison to some other sites maybe. But it's um, very intentional in model. So it's uh, four families in active program and two families in transition. Awesome. So transitional housing, helping them get back on their feet.
0: That's the AC kicking on if you hear that. (laughs) Um, So um, I I love this ministry because I feel like it meets a need that is so important to especially a mom um, going through some sort of addiction or something that's inhibiting them from being the mom they need to be. But also it meets the need of the kids Mm. who have the mom. Going through it and allows them to walk through that healing process with their their mother, which is incredible. Because you see ministries or or organizations that that don't have the ability to do that or don't allow that, and I feel mm-hmm. like that just adds such a greater hurdle for people trying to seek help. Don't don't yeah you think?
2: for sure. I uh, worked in women's recovery only for about ten years and definitely saw that as a major issue, which was sort of the drive to to catapult into this section or specialized service of women with children um our tagline in hoving home uh linus and Lamb is restoration without separation so that that. they can receive that hope and healing without having to sacrifice time with their kids Um, a lot of times in recovery not having been equipped in being a mother what happens is they come out of recovery and get dropped into their lap their child and then they relapse because it they don't know how to do it so it's um And then it starts that cycle all over again. So, and also the child has been through so much trauma. So they're able to receive counseling and program. They're able to receive specialized services such as speech pathology or all, um, you know, behavioral therapy. You know, things that um, we don't personally provide, but we uh, make a vessel for them to receive that through services provided either through the state or insurance or other opportunities. So it's good for them.
0: What are some of the biggest challenges to running a ministry like that? (laughs)
2: Uh, so we were sort of talking about this earlier. It's it's yeah. a little bit of everything. So right. uh, it's it's hard. It's a it's a, a boots to the ground ministry for sure. I would yep. say I often share that the spiritual warfare I experienced working in women's ministry is. Tails in comparison, and it was pretty rough uh, to women with children. Wow. The enemy is definitely after the next generation, and um, it's two for one sort of a thing, you know. And sometimes we've had families as big as four children to one mom that's five people that wow. are being impacted, and so he doesn't like that. So, certainly, the spiritual warfare is high, um, and just things that impact the staffing, so then it becomes pretty tempting to throw in the towel. Also, um, finances as always yeah. any ministry is, you know, a challenge, but we trust the Lord and He's been so faithful. Um and yeah, I mean just the, the the residents, there's so much that they've exposed their spirits to, their hearts to that uh so much damage that's been done through the road um of traipsing through their addiction and mm-hmm. the choices they've made and the life before they even made those choices, if you will. Right. So it definitely is a lot of healing and deliverance and restoration and that yeah. process is not Always oh, pretty. I mean, the yeah. outcome is incredible, but yeah, the journey is definitely difficult sometimes.
0: I love, I love the ability to bring people into a home because it truly is a home. I've been to Garrison. We've done work there. Mm. We've, we, we obviously have been to Fall River and and been a part of of the ministry for a long time. But um, I love the fact that it actually is a home. When you walk in there, it is a it is a home, mm-hmm. and and it and it gives these women and and children the opportunity to be a part of something maybe that they've never experienced, like a healthy home. Sure. Um, is there is there issues that arise with anybody living with other people? Yeah, of course. But but to to be able to address confrontation and um issues in a healthy Christ centered way, with peace, with love, with joy, with grace, with self-control, all the fruit of the spirit, yeah. um, is just like, I mean, that's that's earth shaking to someone who's never had that opportunity. Definitely. And so, that's honestly one of my favorite points um, in parts of the ministry. So, what are, um, so you, you kind of mentioned some challenges and some needs or finances. What are some other needs that you guys have?
2: Sure. So, our largest need right now in Fall River, it's a big one, is a big van. So, a large like a 15 passenger, passenger 12 passenger 15, van okay. um, that we can transport the ladies in. Right now, we're yep. working with two smaller vehicles and it's it's hard it's um you. yeah so and really one because there's only the other ones only here part-time when i'm here so um yeah so definitely a vehicle um and um sure i mean the largest need aside from finances and vehicles is always like the monthly things it's like toilet paper paper towel yeah. those kinds of things that like you're using yeah, in a household on a regular basis. pretty fast
0: yeah. yeah okay and just tell us like what are some of the like if I, you know, if if I wanted you to share like one or two wins, like what are the things that really delight your heart that really keep you fueled and say, yeah, like this is why I'm doing this?
2: Sure. So, um, the victories really are in the family healing and restoration, and also the mother's drive to do more for the kingdom, to to have a relationship with Christ that isn't just serving themselves I think being that they receive so much when they're there, it it stirs in them a desire to give back. And so we Mm -hmm. have several mothers that have finished the program that are in full-time ministry. Um, We have several mothers that are serving in a nonprofit organization that partners with us that does sustainable employment for women in recovery. So they make Mm -hmm. purses, um, it's called Unshattered. And so there's, several moms that are in full-time college, you know, wow. or part-time college in the hopes of pursuing careers that are philanthropic in nature. So I think yeah. just kind of seeing their hearts to, you know, do more for the Lord and live a yeah. life that is so different from the life they were living before. Right. You know, you, my dad used to say who was also a recovering addict, um, you know, all he ever wanted when he came to the program was just to stay clean, but that was the very least thing that God ever did for him. Yeah. And that's really the truth for all of them. Like they come just hoping to stay sober and yeah. really it's the very least thing that they get from the Aww. program. There's so much good that God does in their it. life. And and then their children's healing, you know, seeing them in ballet and football and soccer and all these yeah. things that like, I mean, they were being fed McDonald's and never going anywhere and, you know, just in the house and barely being supervised. And now they're um having life, you know, they're living life and yeah. uh, in church on Sunday and participating in things. And yeah. we've got a little one in King's Academy and just like seeing the good that's yeah. come from their mothers making a decision for healing and wholeness. So those yeah. are the greatest victories is just the long-term fruit. You know, our, our first graduating class from 2020, you know, those moms are still doing well and yeah. seeing the fruit of that, you know, having some of them have been married and had more children and just, yeah. it's just super amazing to see what God Complete has done redemption. through a surrendered life. Yeah, yeah.
0: I love it. Complete redemption. Um, so good. So yeah, for sure. how can people get in touch with you?
2: Sure. So, or get my-
0: to be a part of the ministry if, you, if they want to volunteer, if they want to, you know, get somebody plugged in. A Absolutely.
2: Or- yeah. So, um, Sarah Pudlow, who actually is a part of his Providence Church, is our program manager for our mass location and um, is always a great start for um, help. But we have Hoving Home, H-O-V as in Victor, I-N-G, home.org is our website. And everything is pretty spelt out for it in there in terms of if you need help or you want to give, you know, in any way, Um, there's definitely opportunity there. We have an upcoming hike for hope, which is Hoving org slash hike. So if you want to be a part of that, that's another way to help. Um, Yeah donations, things of that nature, like even gift and kind things like yeah. we have an Amazon registry, which is also all available um, through Sarah through the website. So um, yeah, visiting those kinds of things would definitely be a way to get
0: so uh, good partnership. So good. Thanks for being here today. Yeah.
2: Thanks for having us. It's awesome. Exciting to be here.
0: All right. Next on the docket today is Carmen. You just got back from Moldova and uh, I don't even know where to start, but I'm going to let you take it away. First off, just tell me a quick, Tell us us about yourself just real fast. You're part of the missions team. You've been coming to HPC for a couple of years now. Um, Yeah, what else do you want to share?
1: Um, Well, I love HPC. And one way that is reflected is that I tend to drive at least one hour, one way to come to church every week. So committed. I hope that (laughs) speaks to how awesome this church is and how much I enjoy it. I love Um, it. But yeah, I... Moldova is a special part of my life, um because of a divine appointment, um which is another story for another day. But God sort of dropped this in my lap uh, through a phone call I got randomly one day. Um, but the other piece is that my family is originally from that part of the world, so I speak Romanian, which is the language that is spoken in Moldova.
0: Very cool, very cool. yeah, so, so you got connected. Actually, you were asked to translate for a husband and wife and they needed you last minute and you showed up and became like really good friends with these guys.
1: Exactly. How many years ago now? That was about 15 years ago.
0: 15 years ago. And you've been to Moldova back and forth. How many times now? Uh, A few. (laughs) Yeah. A lot, I think. Right. So you just got back with and you took. Pastor took- Wally went, Luke Rock went.
1: Yeah. Um and we had a great time. I yeah. was I was like, so what do you guys want to do while they're you're there? And they're like, just immerse us. And I'm like, that's dangerous it. to ask. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they got it.
1: immersed. <laughs> I
0: love it. All right. So So our yeah.
1: first um immersion experience was um I, I, <laughs> this trip kind of just came together through, uh, uh, we'd never done anything like this before. So I sort of put together what I thought would be interesting. So our first day they spent uh, morning and lunch with the prayer, a part of the prayer team. So we invited 20 people. real quick, I just want to interrupt
0: real fast because I don't know if I said this already, but these guys went, you guys went to go to El Shaddai Ministries in Moldova, which is uh, Nikolai and Svetlana Seely. Started this ministry 20 years ago, yeah. 20 years ago, okay. Amazing, amazing couple. Um, yeah, so you guys went and partnered with them yeah. for a few so weeks. So,
1: a quick snapshot of what they do, yeah. Um, so, they started with just a heart to bring the gospel to children in Moldova through okay. summer camps. Um, they became believers as adults, and so they didn't really know how to, how do you do ministry. They were business owners, so they okay. started operating a nonprofit with the business knowledge that they had. And long story short, a, um, their dream of you know starting a little camp has kind of exploded over the last twenty five years. Into the camps are sort of their hub. Of their ministry, but they do a lot of other outreach, um, including prison ministry, door to door evangelism throughout yeah. the country. They also work um, with public schools and they do kind of like assembly gatherings with teachers and yeah. across the country and a number of other things.
0: Beautiful. And now I haven't been there yet, but I know they have a pretty amazing facility, right? That they've been able to build or are in the process of building. The cool thing is, they built this for the summer camps, but when the war in Ukraine took off, they started housing tons of refugees and just kind of pivoted, right? Yeah. So, and what's that looked like? So, there's
1: actually. Two different properties that were in the middle of, you know, one was being built and one was being renovated. And then when the war started, like you said, they um, one didn't have any heat, electricity, poor insulation. And so we were they were able to get that into survivable condition. And that is now going to be their office and space for visitors who come. So a couple bedrooms. Missions
0: teams, people yeah. coming to serve. Yeah. Okay, very cool, very cool. Wow. Um, And so they do a ton of kids ministry, right? And the interesting thing that I've learned about this ministry is it seems like they're all over the map. They're doing kids ministries, they're doing door to door, working with widows and and taking food to, to homes and impoverished areas. They're clothing people. They're working in prisons and sending letters and devotionals into prisons in really creative ways. They're in the public school system, which is even more incredible, um, but they just seem to have tons and tons of favor with the government and the whole nation. Um, tell us about it.
1: Yeah, so at first glance, I to be honest, you might think, are they doing a little too much?
2: <laughs> yeah, it but, seems like, but, um, wow.
1: When you're on the ground, you kind of see how it all fits together. It's really? it, it looks better in person. Um, yeah. And it's because it's like the, their core is like there's just this deep dependence on the Holy Spirit amongst mm. their core team. Yeah. And so every new initiative that they've started has been just the Lord leading them. And it hasn't been this strategy session necessarily that... And so it flows together and a lot of their favor and open doors is a result of kids who've gone through their programs, become believers. And now those kids are in places of influence, principals in schools, mayors, um, leaders of various groups and organizations that are now giving them Mm -hmm. access to their sphere of influence because they've been transformed. Wow, um, it's and so it's it's, totally it's a pretty unique way of bringing transformation to a country because mm-hmm. you know you think kids they're the most kind of moldable and then using that over decades, yeah, and then expanding their impact. Um, it's a pretty like looking back, it's like wow, only God's wisdom could have come up with that strategy that has literally tens of thousands of People have been directly impacted by their work.
0: It's incredible. That's incredible. Um, I want to ask about uh, on you. You sent me a, a a pretty detailed synopsis of your trip. You and Wally got together and and sent this. Oh, and Luke as well. Uh, this is incredible. But I see twenty thousand boxes of chocolate in tw- in two thousand <laughs> twenty
2: three. Twenty thousand
0: boxes of chocolate. Last year, tell us about that.
1: No, that's this year. Oh, this year. So oh, two thousand. Yes, of course. They get when we asked them before we left, "How can we help?" And they said, yeah. "Well, we have twenty thousand boxes of chocolate to be filled. These boxes are designed and created by their team, and they have the gospel presentation in a very creative way, and they share these with kids in public schools." Wow, and they take them home to their kids or to their parents, and um, it's essentially like a brilliant way because chocolate is like the gift you give for Christmas, sort of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so it costs three dollars a box to fill it with the best chocolates Moldova has. Wow, <laughs> and these kids go and tell all their friends about this amazing box, and so which that's...
0: is probably a lot better than our American chocolate. <laughs>
1: Um, so that's, that's, that's so cool. 20,000 kids who have either been through their camps or kids that they are directly, you know, in contact with through the public schools.
0: Wow. It's, it's amazing. Tell us about like some of the biggest challenges you've seen over there that they have.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the war really has had a significant impact um just because so many time energy resources have gone towards um supporting the refugees which Mm -hmm. they were part in serving about 60 housing feeding medical care for like over 60 refugees um the last year wow um but I would say in addition to that, um, their ministry is really at a turning point where they're ready to kind of grow to the next level of mm-hmm. impact and influence. And so the building you were referring to earlier is a new construction. Okay. Um, and that is kind of an exciting opportunity in many ways. It's it's a facility that's really like a state of the art, probably the best gathering space um, of any nonprofit in Moldova that is going to be used for conferences larger gatherings and it has like it's sort of like a hotel style okay um so it's still under construction and the vision is that it will also help them be more sustainable financially because mm-hmm. they'll be able to rent it out oh great but it will also allow them to gather all these different groups of people they've had influence over to to have yeah conferences and and gather there's not a lot wow. of spaces like, for that
0: yeah that yeah. is so cool what what would you say is uh the most exciting thing you saw them being a part of or doing or starting over there
1: i think the way that they are able to make the gospel so attractive and winsome without watering it down. Yeah. is really beautiful. Like so cool. their their team is mm-hmm. so alive and so infused with energy and the Holy Spirit over years and years and it's just contagious. They yeah. walk into a room of you know people who are serious and yeah. have no life in them and within 15 minutes the room is laughing and full of joy. Wow. And When you take those little conversations and you multiply them over years and years in lots of spaces, it's like a wildfire.
0: I love it. It's so cool. Uh, I had the privilege of having dinner with them, I guess, almost a year ago. And my experience with Nikolai and Svetlana was just like, wow, these people are so real. They're so humble. They're doing these incredible exploits for the kingdom and just going out and like, and even if you just stripped it all of Jesus, like they would still be changing that nation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the stuff they're doing practically for that country is beautiful. The people are being so blessed. They're not only getting food physically and fed and clothed physically, but but spiritually, they're getting like this enormous amount of nourishment, you know, which is just, it's so beautiful. You know, I think it's just beautiful. You know, when Jesus preached and taught, he almost always fed people and mm-hmm. took care of them and met their their needs in the natural, you know? And so I feel like they're doing such a good job of that. And they just have such humble hearts and um, just sitting with them, these people are just like salt of the earth, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to announce that we they are our newest ministry that we're supporting from HPC. Oh. Um, and so they are a part of the crew. Um, we're hoping to have them on a podcast very soon, and maybe even to HPC in person when they visit the United States again. Um, how can, like, what's their greatest need right now that you could say people could jump in if they needed to or wanted to? What what, what can we do for them?
1: Let's get these 20,000 boxes filled. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's buy some chocolate. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um
0: because Christmas is coming up and that's a big Christmas thing, right? Yeah,
1: so they do camps all the month of December and part of January. Wow, So okay. their camps are not just in the summer, they're also in the winter.
0: Interesting, that's so and cool. And so
1: while kids are out of school, they ah. are using it as an opportunity. And I love so, it, I love it. Um, schools are waiting for them to come and it's now become part of these public school culture to have
0: so good these
1: guys come mm. so that's a big one and they've invited us to come and help them yes they are kind of short staffed because they've just grown so quickly mm. over the last couple yeah. of years they don't so basically the job description is you put a costume on you so your face is invisible and They do all kinds of fun skits.
0: Wow. (laughs) So they
1: need bodies and costumes. Okay.
0: I think we have some people that can do that here. Um, (laughs) I love it. Pastor Bill, that one goes out to you. Um, I love it. Okay, so if you want to, like, is there a website that people could check this ministry out? Yes. Do you know it off the top of your head?
1: I do. It is um, E L. S-A-D-A-I dot org.
0: dot
1: spelled in Romanian.
0: I love Roman. it. And also, if you want to learn more about HPC missions or specifically about any of these ministries or you need to get in touch with somebody, um, the website, the, the email address is missions at church. And so, anything else we should share, guys? Anything else you want to share? Missing anything?
2: Just thank you. Thank you for everyone their prayers and kindness. It's not a work that anyone can do alone. So you know, certainly it takes the whole body, you know, to do it. And so I'm sure the same. You know, it's just a blessing to have the body of HBC behind works like this because yeah, can't do it alone.
0: Thousand percent. Yeah, everybody that calls HBC home or ties or gives to HBC, thank you for giving to these ministries and being part of this. Um, Thank you for praying, uh, Mm -hmm. most importantly, and just interceding on the behalf of these ministries and each and every heart that they um, touch and love on. And so we're so grateful. Thank you guys for being here today and Mm -hmm. sharing. And uh, we're excited for more to come. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Roger. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.